0: If you want to join any of our games, you can look us up on Meetup at we hey Bards. Membership is always free, and we have games going pretty much all week. If you want to support us and throw a little coin our way, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Backers will receive early release podcasts and custom content, including homebrew games, custom modules, and more. So thanks again for listening. And now, on to the podcast. Greetings. This is Chris. Uh... Tonight, we're going to, well, tonight for me anyway, uh, but whenever you're listening to this, uh, we're going to be playing, um, a very interesting game, uh, which I got from, uh, Zine Quest on, uh, Kickstarter. It's called Artifact, um, uh, by Mousehole Press, um, authored by Jack Harrison. And it's a journaling type of game where, um, you create, or you kind of create some type of magic item, Weapon, something like that, and you kind of follow it throughout time. But you know, it has to do with like, you know, who's, who, who's it attached to and things like that. It's, it's a very interesting storytelling um, uh, type of dynamic. Um, also, the book um, out of all the Zine Quest games that I uh, got and have produced and have shit to me, um, this one, and there's another one called Orcarelio. I mean, it's just beautiful, printed on like hardstock. Paper, um, you know, like, like gold printing. I mean, it's, it's just absolutely gorgeous. The thing is great. I've mean, been I wanting to play this for a long time, but you know, I've not really had the chance and wanted to do it right. So I'm kind of, you know, got got I got everything ready. So you know, I'm gonna play it just like it wants it me to. So I kind of set the mood. I got only one light on. Got my cup of tea, uh, but also um, there's there seems to be. I'm, I'm gonna go through the um, like kind of how to play it. Um, you know, as I'm reading it. But there seems to be times I kind of flip through it where um you you, you wait for a period of time um so if you wait to, like you know it says wait like an epoch and then you like you know you have to sit in silence for like six minutes you know while pondering these things you know and listen to some like ambient music while you think about these things so it's really weird like writing slash um like like thinking type of dynamic it's it's really interesting so let's Let's dive into this thing, um, kind of, you know, and, and see what's about. Got you know, paper. I do also have some dice. This this game does not require any dice, but um, I wanted to randomize things a little bit um, to choose kind of, um, you know, because it, it just says like we choose something and then. But you know, I like a little bit more random, so maybe I'll roll for it and then that will decide kind of, you know, which option to take. So artifacts. So. This is like just a little like blurb on the front here. So you rest, fall or discard in the dirt, but your body is not flesh, and you are not mortal, so you wait. Season pass and flashes. Cold following heat, rain following drought, death following birth, until one day your wait is over. Someone lifts you from the uh de- oh, why do I always mispronounce that word. Detrius uh Detri Detrius? Uh oh. I say Latin, I should be able to pronounce this. Uh Detrius. Inspecting you, feeling your weight in your hands. They decide to keep you, becoming your keeper. Mm-hmm. Through them, you experience the world. You see them undertake great quests, or perhaps commit atrocious sins, all with your aid. You almost forget the long time you spent in the dark until, inevitably, you return and rest, fall or discard in the dirt. You do not know how long you will wait for someone new to arrive. Yeah, so, kind of, you know that's kind of, that's kind of the game in a nutshell. So there's also, um, and as it's, I, I was kind of back and forth between kind of, should I have, uh, you know, you everybody like listen to stuff with me and wait, but like nobody wants to wait for like six minutes while you, you ponder things. Like that's, that's for me. So like uh, during that time, um, I will, uh, you know, pause the recording uh, for about a time and then I'll like come back with any kind of things that I've Kind of glean from my, uh, you know, meditations on this. So, what you need to play an hour or two, which we have, a quiet place to play, nobody else around, um, one that can be darkened. Oh, I only got one light on. Very nice. A journal, index cards, or a sheet of paper to write and draw on, or a fresh set of printed sheets uh, from the play kit. Art materials and writing instruments. So, I mean, I got a pencil. I'm not. I'm not a great artist. In fact, like that is, uh, art is awful. I can't draw. I can't do anything. I've made some Call Cthulhu props before, but it's a different skill set. Like, I can't draw, like, a nice-looking sword or anything. Um, a way to play soundtracks available download stream at theartifactnow.sh Oh, I didn't even look at that. I didn't even know it was possible. Um, I'll probably just listen to some ambient music on my, uh, phone over here while I, uh, set a time limit. A way to track time if not using the soundtrack. Oh, that is really, really interesting. Um, maybe for another time i 'll take a look at that, um, okay, but I got pace bear and everything else so and there's a little about safety, uh, mental health concerns, um melancholy, and like depression, which I think is good for a game like this because it's a very solo like thought provoking game, and somebody who um you know has those types of struggles with depression or kind of um leaned toward kind of darker things uh, may not be the best for them, so it 's good to have some. Um, ways to kind of, you know, support yourself and having supports, and they got some uh, some places you can go to for this. I think that's good. So, the game concepts. So, the game is of magical items, tools with incredible powers, and a sentence that grows as you play. Items that die, but they can be tarnished, broken, buried, or otherwise lost, forgotten. Okay? An item cannot act alone. A keeper must seize it. Only then can it travel around seeing wonder's place and having grand adventures. Its agency is limited, shackled to the keeper. But it can influence the situation through magic, uh, communication, and force of will. Ooh. Writing your story of each Keeper, consider how they obtain the item, how they treat it, what they can achieve with, and how it changes them and their destiny. Okay. Time and rest. Uh, magic items outlive even the most venerable Keepers. Through, uh, through death, bestowal, or carelessness, a Keeper relinquishes the item and your stint with them ends. As the sun turns, seasons pass, and flesh and blood return to the earth, the item is at rest, inert and waiting. You always choose how much time passes while you wait. Um, eventually, a new keeper will arrive. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll for it. So, so traits. So, traits are characteristics describing a magical item. They might be physical or magical properties or facets of a developing personality. Hmm. Each artifact has a, a list of sensible traits for that archetype, but always feel to make up your own. Okay. Don't worry about traits' precise definition. They are, uh, They mean what you want them to mean. Okay. So, change. Playing the game, the items evolve and develop, shaped by its experiences, time passing, and the keeper who wields it. At various points, you are asked to change something about the item. This usually means adding, removing, or modifying. So you modify a trait, a detail about the physical appearance, a detail about something in your world, a name, faction, etc. in response to one of the artifact questions. Okay. Uh, a particular momentous change may make it sensible to do several one of these things at once. You can make a change whenever you feel it's appropriate, even if you're not explicitly prompted. Okay, so this is very like you know role play heavy, improvisational heavy. Um, also, this is uh, you could, you actually could. Um, write all this stuff out. I, you know, it's not very fun to sit you and listen to me write out stuff on a thing. So I'll make some notes while I'm talking about it and kind of saying these things in my head. But, um, I think this game is mainly meant to be like written out and things. And I could, I could definitely see just from reading this that somebody, um, who's very artistically inclined and very creative could actually uh, create something like very, like, beautiful with this and like, you know, have the item and like this long history. It'd be kind of cool. Okay, so the game structure, that tastes good. The game takes place over three acts, forming your keeper's story as your game progresses. Each act has its own set of keepers and time options to choose from. So resolving a keeper, after choosing a keeper, you complete a series of steps to tell their story and explore the ways your item might change from their experience. You can use these steps to tell a full detailed story or keep things short with a brief outline of events. Okay. First, describe the Keeper, finding their name and a few striking details. Think about how they acquired the item, was it given to them, they find it discarded, unguarded. Then answer two questions or prompted listed under the Keeper's heading. Okay. Uh, then choose a memorable event or D defining the item's time with the Keeper. If you achieve great things, go choose valor and victory. If the item was slighted or misused, turns to neglect and mischief. Okay. Um, as, your, as your item learns from experience, you may answer one of your artifact questions. Okay. I think I'm gonna be kind of coming back to this page, like back and forth, um, just to kind of make sure I get things right here. Um, as your item learns the experience, you may answer one of your artifact questions. Finally, you think about your keeper. Uh, finally, think about how the keeper ends their time with your item. Where and how do they lose it or relinquish it? Okay. So resolving a rest this is what I'm talking about for like the time period. As you wait for the next uh, keeper to claim your item, you'll rest in darkness or with your eyes closed. This act tells you what to think about while you wait. Um, you can use the ambient soundtrack or wait in silence with a timer listening to the sounds around you. Don't worry if your mind wanders a bit while waiting, your item's mind wanders too. Eventually the silence breaks and a new keeper appears. When you completed your rest, you might be asked to choose an option from the table representing time passing. If you want to explore or change the world around your item, choose from shifts and currents. If you not wish to change your item, choose from dust and rust. And those are like, I think, tables. Breaks. At this point, uh, stop to consider if you might like to take a break. If you're writing a lot of detail for each keeper, consider playing the game over a few short sessions rather than one long act. So choosing a new keeper, when you're ready to choose a new keeper, act uh, provides instruction on where you should choose either the current act or moving on to the next. Okay. Okay, so kind of self-explanatory. So page six, seven, okay. I think we're going to be going back there to kind of, you know, gain a little bit of kind of what's going on. So... So starting play, we have to choose an artifact. And I said that I I am just gonna I'll make a little box here. It's got some, you know, blank paper. I'm just gonna draw a little box here. And I'll and I'll, I'll, I'll draw my item in there. Uh, it's gonna be pretty bad. So so choose an artifact to create. Each is an archetype of a sentient magical item. They have thoughts and desires and communicate directly or otherwise with their keepers. The available artifacts are a weapon, a shield, an instrument. The ornament, a deck, footwear, the staff, the tomb, or the automaton. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, so I got a regular set of um, uh, like role playing dice, so I got a D10. So I'm going to roll a D10 randomly, just a one to nine. That will choose my thing that I'm going to do. I think it would be more fun that way instead of choosing one kind of on my own. If I roll a 10, well, then I'll just roll again. Three. An instrument, okay, so produce, an, uh, produce musical sounds, conventionally or otherwise, okay, so, so which is interesting, okay, so it's going to be an instrument, what type of instrument do we want? You know what, let's say it's going to be um, some type of like small harp, yeah, make it like a harp, and it's got like the things on it. It's not like a big harp, It's, it's you know, it's, it's smaller and you can, you can play, play it with one hand, but, you know, I'm going to say that, um, so, uh, so hold on, we'll, we'll get to that way. So after choosing your artifact, we did, it's an instrument, it is a small harp, oh, this is, this is a rough drawing, but it will get the job done. Answer the opening questions about your item's creation. So, let's go back to page six, so what's the item's creation? Okay, so uh item creation. Da, 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 da. Okay. keepers. Okay. Okay. Question. Okay, well let's see here. Oh, there's actually oh oh there's actually like pages of items and stuff. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so I just need to answer them just willy-nilly. Okay, so let's go to uh Oh, oh, there's more. There's more to read for you before we go there. Okay. So, um, so choose an artifact. Answer the opening question about your item's creation. Describe the person who made the item and three traits to describe its starting properties. Okay. Um, okay. So, I think if we go there, the instrument. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Okay. The instrument. Produces musical sounds conventionally otherwise. You are carved of exotic wood and fibers by renowned artisans. Describe them, the materials, and their woodworking. Um, at three traits describing your item, then draw it. Embellish your drawing with trinkets, inlays, and other curious details. All right. Okay. So. Hmm. All right. So it's a small harp. I would say it was made. Um. Let's see. It has. Uh. It has like. Um. The, 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 the strings on it are made of uh, uh, five different metals. So it's five metals, uh, metal strings. It is, it is gold, silver, uh, electrum, which is not technically a metal, but okay. So gold, silver, electrum, uh, copper, and um, ooh, what's another kind of metal? Platinum. Okay, so it has five different strings of metal. It has crystal toppers on the tops. An actual base uh, is, is, is made uh, from uh, a branch branch of, of the life tree. What is the life tree, you ask? Well, I don't know yet. We'll have to figure that out, won't we? Okay. So um, add three traits. So we got suggested traits. So like there's a bunch of suggested traits down here. So beguiling, cacophonous, reviving, splitting, soothing, sustaining, summoning, remembering, mathematical, enlightening, sardonic, cheeky, curious, devious, sublime. So let's have them, um, it's going to be beguiling, soothing, and uh, let's see beguiling soothing um, and it's gonna be um, um, enchanting that's not actually on there but I'm putting it on there okay so yes all right wonderful wonderful we're going along nicely okay okay let's see so we're so 3 acts. so resolving rest we got that so now we go to Keepers in time. So, so now we got our artifact here. Oh, we also described. Uh, I think it. So I think it asks like like who made us, and things like that. So hold on. Yeah, there's a little bit of kind of going back and forth. It's my first time actually playing the game. I mean, I briefly looked through this book before. So, but I'm, I'm not. A hun- I'm not kind of you know got the things down to a, a science yet. So, so once we got, so choose an artifact, um, uh, let's see. So we got the artifact. So, so choose an artifact. Answer the opening question about your item's creation. Describe the person who made the item and three traits to describe a starting property. So who made this? So I'm going to write down like, who, who made me? And I'm going to say, um, uh, it's the great, it's the great craftsman, um, Alanis. yeah just uh, just uh, like like it's gonna be like Homer you know like Alanis. everybody knows who that is um, you know he was he was the uh, the the greatest uh, pl- uh, playwright um, the greatest uh, let's see his uh, greatest player greatest poet um, and also greatest uh, uh, musician but also. Well, not known to everybody, but also one of the greatest craftsmen. Okay. So, uh, draw the item. Did it. Making a large sketch and easy record changes as you play. Um, Okay, that's not very big, but that's okay. I can always, like, kind of write things out. Okay, so your drawing is probably a tool for visual reference, not art. You can always create more artistic versions when the game is over. Interesting. Okay, so... Now open your eyes and choose the first person to take ownership of you, your first keeper. Uh, you begin turning um, to the first act, newly forged. Okay, so that's the first act, it's newly forged. Okay, okay, let's see. Let's see. Uh, answer the opening question about your item's creation. Okay. Interesting. Okay, artifact questions. Okay or an instrument okay so there's these questions that it, it it gets you to answer so about that and i'm not sure if you're supposed to answer them right now um but i think you might have to answer them later but let's let's not answer them right now let's kind of leave those in the dark and go to keeper newly forged so choose a keeper from below and resolve the following uh, process on page four. Summarized here. Oh, good. It does it a, a little summarization for you. So there's actually four people, a, four, a folk hero, a young noble, a rogue without master, and a revolutionary leader. So newly forced. Let's just roll a d4 and see who our first keeper is going to be. So it'll be like one through four. Um, a young noble. Okay. So a young noble. You are wealthy, educated, and fashionable okay, describe the landed family uh that they are descended from okay, so they are descended from uh from the from the house um, um so I'm gonna actually make this down here so um so we're this is a newly forged keep track of it so you're from the house of oh my goodness house of uh uh House of House of Black. Okay, um, so who descended from? Um, they are descended uh, from a uh, uh, you know millennia, not millennia ago, maybe centuries ago. Um, uh, they came over and they they conquered um, these lands uh, as you know most nobility do. They just don't, like, aren't existent. They come over and kill the other people and proclaim themselves to be like, we're in charge now, we're nobility. Um, So they came over uh, from across the ocean. Uh, Ocean. On, 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 what did they come with? They came on a great, they did great black, great black, great black ships made of obsidian. Hmm. And they defeated. And let's leave it vague. So this they they defeated, um, they defeated the tall ones. Proclaimed themselves kind of leaders of the land. Okay. So and so, and 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 all their history, of like kind of where they come from across the ocean, and, and like their histories over there. That's kind of shrouded myth and not really talked about. Uh, okay. So, how were you used? So, okay. So, describe the keeper um, and your acquisition. So, so let's say. So, that's where they came from. So, my keeper is going to be um, uh, Lord, Lord Caster. Let me get a new pencil here. Lord Caster Black. So. Yeah, so answer the Keeper's questions. Um, answer an artifact question. Okay. So the process, to, to, to kind of give you a, a, a kind of how it goes, is you describe the Keeper and your acquisition. Answer the Keeper questions. Choose one from the tables. Answer an artifact question. Consider how the Keeper loses you. Move to the time to wait for a new Keeper. Okay. So, Lord Caster Black. So, you know, how did he, uh, uh, you know, how did, how did, how did he kind of come across this? Um let's say, okay, so so the blacks are probably feared, and they're also rather cutthroat, ruthless, ruling their hands, kind of how I assume that kind of the the French aristocr- uh, aristocrats did before the French Revolution. Just kind of, you know, whatever, they're peasants, you know, we're in charge, you know, we hung them, you know, it, it doesn't matter. They don't even see these as people. So he's probably going through the forest. Um... You know, um, I, I would say, you know, he was, he's kind of, uh, a, a black, sh- a black sheep of the family. Okay. So, and he's traveling through the forest, um, and he sees somebody, um, and he has, um, you know, his crossbow with him, um, just for protection. You know, you never know who might be out there and he sees somebody, um, you know, out picking an apple or something like that. Uh, and he decides that you know this is this is this is the 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 land of uh you know this is the land of the blacks. How dare a peasant pick the apple that belongs to to us so he so he shoots her with the crossbow and and in that he he, stri- he strikes her in the back and it pierces through her um and it pierces her heart and immediately she falls down dead um but upon arriving, he notices that um she's not human at all, she's some type of. Face spirit or something um has no idea uh uh like where she came from or, or anything like that uh you know and she's at beautifully cra- like absolutely stunningly beautiful um but it looks like the, the the arrow had had pierced her heart um and also um he notices that uh you know he you know not like uh you know others who have crossbows but his are her iron tipped um a forged um, you know, in 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 the forgeries to be a, a black iron, um, and unfortunately, um, you know, fae are, are tend to be very uh, have reactions to that sort of metal, um, and so it just so happens that um it struck her heart um, and killed her. Uh, if it would have struck her somewhere else, she may have survived. But he's he, he's he's panicking now because he's afraid of you know what might happen. Um, you know, he, it might be some avenging type of spirits or, or other fae, uh, that could take revenge on him. Um, so, uh, he, he does what anyone would do. Well, any black family member, um, he takes her, uh, and, uh, he, he puts her on his horse and he takes her out to the bog, um, and he dumps her body in the bog, uh, hoping that, um, you know, she'll, the, 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 things that live in the bog will eat her. Um, but as he throws her in the bog and she's, spl- and like, she starts sinking down, um, she, he sees something like kind of come up from her clothing that she, she had hidden in, in her robes and it kind of flows to the top and it's this harp, um, bewitching. He reaches down and grabs it and it's this, this beautiful looking harp, uh, you know, it's 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 got five metal strings on it. Um, you know, and he begins to he begins to strum it and the and it's it's beautiful and an enchanting melody. So that's that's how he finds it. So, um answer the the keeper question. So um describe the landed family, which we already kinda did that, we went a little backwards. Um uh how were you used in your nobles' cutthroat politics? Hmm Hmm that's interesting. Hmm. Okay, so he goes he goes back to the co- the court and he has this uh and 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 there's no really repercussions for for that right away um he has this you know basically harp um and it, it, the first thing he knows he's not a very musically inclined uh, gentleman, but he finds that he can play it effortlessly um and when he plays it, um he can get people to do what he wants. Um, it soothes, it soothes them. Um, it beguiles them. He can, he can sing to them. And when he sings to them, he can, he can make them want things or make them do things or change their mind about things. Um, so he does that to solidify his power in his family. Um, um. Absolutely cutthroat. He has family members attack each other and and kill each other, um, implants false desires in various family members, um, and eventually succeeding all the way to the top, to the to the the throne, and become king. um, You know because of this, Um, and his the the, the power expands. The Blacks expands greatly. People come to his. uh, lands uh, from various kingdom and he beguiles them um and so they become they become rich form strong alliances all to do with this harp um but at the same time he becomes um increasingly paranoid um because that that the, the fae he killed who had this must have been very powerful um She must had powerful friends, and he so becomes paranoid, fearing that um, that at any moment um, some some magical creature could extract his revenge upon him. Okay, so so that so so we're kind of at like the the, so we'll stop right there. We're at the pinnacle of kind of uh, his of 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 King Caster's. Reign um, when, like, you know, his kingdom is expanded, but he's also super paranoid about what will happen next. So, um, choose from one table on 29 or 30. Okay. Victories and valor, um, valiant acts, vanquish evil and inspiring maneuvers, or neglected mischief, treacherous acts, tragic losses, into meeting misuse. Oh, we're going to do that one. So, um, choose an option from below, answer questions, and change something as you become hardened, jaded, and vindictive. Okay. Yes. And so, and and, and I would say this, the instrument is so naive about things. It doesn't understand what it's doing because it was owned by this, uh, uh, fake creature. You know, how uh, Alanis gave it to her or what happened or or who was that, but it, it was so, um, innocent as to the ways of the world and so when uh, uh caster had this this thing he was using it to make sure that uh you know and the thing would be like why well, like i don't know these people are hurting and it would constantly convince it that you know like no this is the right thing to do you know we're doing good you know you know you trust me right and it's like well yeah of course i trust you okay so so yeah so nectar mischief so there's like um Okay, so there's a bunch of questions. So, so we have to change some things, become hard to we can change a trait, a detail about your physical appearance of the item, a response to an artifact question, a detail about something in your world, a name, a faction, etc. Okay, so we have to change something physically about the item um, uh, and answer one of the questions. So, like, you are locked in a vault, um, now, you were thrown carelessly atop a huge, uh, huge treasure. Uh, there could be no in item within the horn. What did you learn from other intelligent items? Oh, that's interesting. Ooh, that's interesting. You were put in display or decorated in a wall. Um, powerful magic is a toll. You corrupted your keeper, causing belay, sickness, death. Mm. You intentionally deceived or refused to help your keeper, leading to their demise. Okay. You were broken, split, and torn to pieces by your keeper intentionally. Otherwise, how this happened and what made you whole again? Okay. So, actually, I'm going to go with the treasure, the treasure heap. So, so like kind of what happens um, is um, he and he used this thing all the time and like, the, and he always had it on him. King Castor always had it on him. And some would say you could hear it's, it's, it's soft melody being played from the king's chambers and, and the king wouldn't let the queen or anyone else uh, like, like near him like at night. Uh, and, you know, had guards posts and everything, and he would sit and play this, and because it was the only thing that would soothe his his horrible paranoia and fears about the, the Fae coming back. Um, but then the, the paranoia got too much for him, and he thought, you know, oh no. You know, one night he was playing it, um, you know, and he had a thought that made him stop playing immediately, and the, and the, the harp asked him, was like, well, what's the matter? And he's like, oh, oh, nothing. And he keeps playing, because he knows that if somebody else gets a hold of this thing, that they could make him do whatever they wanted him to do. You know, it could be used against him. You know, just because um, you know this 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 harp. It, you, you know, it could be used by anybody, even myself. And so he begins to panic and fear, and then he begins to plot and scheme. So what he does is he takes. Um, in fact, let me let me let me let me do a little roll real quick here. Ooh. Oh, okay. So he takes, ooh, a tomb. Okay. Uh, okay. A tome, sorry. Um, a tomb is a, uh, you know, a piece of rock in front of a, you know, a grave. Uh, uh, tome. So, uh, so what, 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 what King Castor does is, um, he gets all of his, he builds a vault, like this enormous vault, um, you know, uh, in his kingdom and, uh, you know, now that he has all his power, he no longer needs the harp to kind of maintain it. So what he does is he builds an impenetrable vault, um, and puts all this treasure inside of it, you know, all these powerful things, um, you know, and then he takes the people who built the vault and, and, um, you know, he uses the, he uses the, the harp to convince them, um, you know, to, to end their lives horribly, uh, you know, or do something dangerous that they would get killed. Um, so there's no, uh, record of kind of who built this vault or how to get in there. Um, and then he puts the harp in there. He puts the harp in there with a bunch of other stuff, and he locks it away so that nobody else can get access to it. So that um, now that he's safe, because nobody else will be able to get it and get after me. Um, and you know, the, the 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 you know the 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 harp asks. You know, he's like, well, you know, are, are you going to come back for me tonight to you know play you know uh, you know our nightly um, you know songs of you know that that we do? He's like, oh yes, yes, absolutely. And he throws it on top of a pile of uh, treasure. Uh, and he says, I'll be back. And then he goes and locks the door and closes it. Um, and then kind of, uh, th- things happen. So, but also at the same time, it says, what did you, uh, so was there another sentient item within the horde? What did you learn from the other intelligent item you along? Yes. So there was a book. There was, a uh, uh, a, a, a tomb, uh, a tome, uh, a tome. I always get those words mixed up. Um, let's, it's the tome of, uh, tome of the, the uh, tome of the red archmage um, it's a magical book and and you know the, the magical book is able to communicate with the harp um, and kind of taught and, 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 and the the red the book of the red archmage is a very um, nasty piece of, of work uh, it, uh King Castor had uh, acquired it um, when he had uh, raised a, a former kingdom uh, far to the south um, that had a, a group of, of, of kind of, uh, well, it didn't have a group, but it had a group of wizards that were advising the king. Um, and uh, one of them wore like these scarlet red robes, and he had him kind of executed, taking his book away when he had kind of sacked the kingdom. Uh, and this book was intelligent. It was smart. It knew magic. It was very crafty. Um, you know, and just a very, like, nasty piece of work. Uh, and, you know, it, it, they both get kind of locked away in here because, the, you know, the k- king Caster didn't know what to do with this thing. So, you know, and then the, the, the book slowly kind of begins to talk and, like, change, uh, the instrument. Uh, it makes it, uh, let's not say, let's say jaded, um... Uh, you know, but there's there's artifact questions too. Hold on, there might be there might be a good artifact question for this. Okay, uh, let's see. And we don't there's no artifact question. Uh, uh, let's see. Okay, choose an option from below. Okay, so um, let's change a trait. So let's see. It be, instead of soothing, uh, after spending a long period of time inside the vault listening to the to the thing, um, it becomes not soothing, but it becomes. Uh, it 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 slowly begins to realize uh, the book. You know talks to it about the things that it did and it was like oh no you you destroyed my kingdom and 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 the flute. no it's like no 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 we we rescued those people you know and and you know from the kingdom and and he's like no 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 he came and he killed everybody you know sacked our cities and things and you know it comes to realize that um, maybe um it isn't you know who uh who you said it was you know um the harp wasn't being used how it was supposed to be used, um, and it be, and it becomes, uh, uh, instead of like, s- instead of becoming soothing, uh, uh, the harp decides that, um, it will never again be used, um, used, used that way, um, and it becomes, uh, it becomes, min- uh, manipulative. Um, it will do whatever it has to do to make sure kind of that that doesn't happen again. It isn't used again. And it, it you know if you know if somebody's gonna you know use use me like that, I'll be sure to use them first. Um, you know it's not gonna happen again like that. It feels betrayed. Um, and let's say one of uh, uh and one when that happens, um, one of one two three four five. Two sixes, one two, three. The electrum string snaps on it. Ting as it begins to lose some of its innocence. Okay. So choose the amount of time. So now's the time. So now it's sitting in the vault. We choose the amount of time. This wait until your next keeper arrives. Follow your chosen option's instructions. As you rest, think about the silence and solitude of abandonment. Ooh. Okay. Uh. Okay. So. Uh, so let's roll a d6. So there are um, six different times. No time at all. A day, a week, a month, a year, or a decade. So, um, okay. So if you're completing your rest, choose a new keeper. If you have already chosen two keepers uh, from this act, move on to a time of glory. Otherwise, choose from choose uh, from those remaining in the act. Okay. Oh, so I got I to gotta choose another one from this act, and then we'll we'll do two in this act. Okay, so let me roll a d6. Let's see how long we wait. Um, three. So we wait a week. Um, so we'll rest for ten seconds. Um, and then we'll and then we'll choose uh, a new person. Uh, let's see here. So we wait for a week. So actually, since it's ten seconds, I'm gonna actually just kind of uh, take a rest for ten seconds, and it'll be some silence. Think about things, and then we'll have somebody pick up this thing. So all right. So resting, kind of in three, two, one. okay so then after it's been in there a week listening to this book talk about things becoming changed and um, oh, we want another noble let's see a rogue without master okay so a daring charismatic and talented what makes them a soul unburdened by servitude uh, okay so okay so how how did my rogue without master come to get? Um, this thing let's see let's see it's uh, um uh uh it's alice uh alice beremett so alice beremett um is a rogue um uh also kind of a uh let's she uh, she is a professional professional uh not say professional thief uh professional treasure hunter of sorts um you know living by living on her own whims doing what she doing what she wants um you know performing different robberies and then using the money till it runs out and then robbing again um so how does uh how does she get a hold of it okay so let's say that, you know, he, he built this enormous vault to keep, you know, these things safe, but, uh, he didn't get everybody who was involved in this. Um, he actually tried to have, uh, one of, uh, what well, he did, he had the head architect of this, this thing poisoned and killed. Uh, but little did he know his eldest son, um, you know, also kind of helped him was really smart, worked on the project. Um, and his name was uh, Vamir, um, and Vermeer, uh, you know, uh, the king didn't know that he knew all this stuff, and so kind of, you know, when his when his fa- father died, you know, the king made a big show of, like, supporting him for this and giving his money family, but he knew that something had happened, um, and so basically, you know, Vermeer gets into this really uh, kind of, you know, deep, deep depression. His father died, um, you know, kind of, turns to kind of drink to kind of try to calm his like uh you know the emptiness of having his father passing away um and that's where alice meets him and probably at some like kind of sleazy tavern is drinking the day away and she begins to talk with him Begins to say that you know he was the great son of the great you know architect in the kingdom you know when he built all these things and she begins like kind of pumping him for information getting him drunk um, and, like, kind of meets and kind of, how I would say, probably take him for a lover for a time while she kind of learns about um, what happens and kind of what he uh, does uh, and or what he did with his father. And she finds that they made his fault. And she begins to, like, learn all this information from him and then kind of, you know, planning this heist. And that's what she does. Like, so, like, kind of, a, you know, a week, uh, like, later, um, one night, because uh, there were certain vulnerabilities in his fault It wasn't... Uh, you know foolproof she sneaks in um and she knows the password to get behind uh you know the enchanted door because you know the father did and that means the son did so she speaks the password and is able to get into the vault um you know and she sees all the money um but at the same time the the, the harp knows it wants to get out of here and it's, 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 and now that it's manipulative. So while she's looking around and she sees like diamond the size of her fist, you know, she seems, she sees a sword, um, you know, that came from the far North that's made of, um, you know, ice that never melts, that could be worth a kingdom, uh, in, in, in just itself. Um, and she's about to kind of, you know, start losing this place. And then she hears the music, um, from the harp, and she goes over to it, and, and the harp manipulates her into saying, you don't need any of these other things, you know, playing this music, like, you only need, you know, me, and, I, and, you know, I am worth more than anything else in here, um, and so she takes it, um, you know, uh, and, 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 and is like, now we must go, and, and, you know, she, she she runs with the harp, um, and that's how she acquires it. Okay. So, uh, what marks them as a soul unburdened by servitude? Well, obviously, I mean, she's living carefree. She doesn't really care what happens, um, like, to other people. Uh, she's not, like, mean or, or or cruel wants to hurt other people, but you know, when, when she's, you know, it's fun for a time, but, you know, like, that time with, uh, you know, with Amir, our time is done, you know? So I'm gonna go on to something else. So she's really kind of, like, really just kind of selfish. Uh, you know, it won't go out her way to hurt people, but yeah, she's looking out for number one, and you know, number one is to get this harp. So, uh how did how did you help them pull off their boldest stunt yet? Oh, okay. Okay. So okay. Mm. Okay, so mmm hmm. <laughs> Okay, so boldest stunt yet. So, uh, so so the boldest stunt is, uh, you know, the, the harp slowly convinces. Uh, you know, they pull off some 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 pretty daring crimes. Um, you know, she's getting pretty wealthy, uh, but the harp always has in the mind always has a uh, Lord Caster kind of uh, you know on its mind. Actually, kind of King Caster at this time. Um and King Castor doesn't know the vault has been breached. Um he still thinks everything's fine. So uh you know so what happens is she decides that you know, be a good idea, you know, to, to to flaunt all this kind of wealth and 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 go to one of the king's balls, you know, these 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 giant of uh, these courtly soirees, where uh you know the the king will be there, all the court will be there, and and, and you know you, you'll you know Alice you'll be able to go there and and kind of get marks and and you know learn about these people, and she's like oh yes you know I'll be able to go there and and find some you know some kind of rich nobles we can fleece, and she thinks it's a great idea so she gets, you know, dressed in the nines, you know, gets a fake identity, everything. And she goes there, um, you know, in this huge ball, you know, all the king and, and, and and the queen are there, uh, you know, the whole court is there, um, you know, and, uh, and, and so, you know, she goes to this, this huge ball and, and then, uh, you know, uh, convinces, uh, you know basically dancing with various uh nobility and things, and uh you know she's got the harp with her, you know probably uh, probably, probably these big big old style dresses where it takes like you know you couldn't get dressed yourself, you had to have like a team of assistants like help you get dressed in these fancy outfits, uh one of those she's got the harp like hidden somewhere underneath uh that uh yeah so uh let's so so yeah so. Yeah, it. So, so all right, So, answer the keeper question. So, so, the, so what's going to happen is, uh, you know, she's going to. Cause also the king, uh, he's she's going to try and she's well, the, the the harp has convinced her, um, that she should rob the king, and she's not she's not keen on it. Uh, but the harp begins to kind of break her down and kind of enchant her to say that like, yeah, we should rob the king. She's like, oh yeah. Yeah, we should do that. Uh, yeah, so, uh... Yeah, so, so, so that's what happens. So basically, she goes this huge sore, um, and, and, and like, yeah, and she, and, and, you know, finally she gets to kind of go, like, kind of meet with the king and stuff, and she's, she's very funny and charming, um, and, and, cause the harp lets her know, like, just what kind of, uh, you know, King Castor, like, likes and needs. Um, and by this point, you know, King Cancer, King, uh, Castor is completely, like, on Cloud9, he thinks all his problems are solved, the paranoia, and so, you know, he's a really nasty chap, so he's thinking, you know, hey, you know, uh, you know, I, you know, he lets some of his, um, you know, entourage know that he wants to see Alice back in his bedchamber tonight, you know, because she's so dashing and seems to know him and smart, um, you know, and of course, you know, just like the king, you know, he gets whatever he wants, and, you know, he's coming off this, you know, years of, of manipulating his time to kindly, finally indulge in some of his more, um, earthly vices. So he, he when he kind of goes back there, um, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, they get back there. Um, and yeah, and like, and she seduces the king and eventually, you know, um, you know, she convinces, uh, you know, after, after, you know, after, you know, the business, uh, you know, she asks him if he, she because she's also a musician and she and she's and, and you know uh she goes off and she plays him some of the harp and uh kind of immediately puts him to sleep. But he doesn't know it because he's kind of drowsy and doesn't kind of look over at her as she's kind of playing these things. Um at the time and then she and then she kind of, you know, robs him. Uh, you know, gets rings, gets like, you know, these these gems which are just worth enormous amounts of money and she's like, Yeah, I got it. Yeah, it'd be super rich, uh, you know, because he's got like you know enchanted rings and like all this, all, all you know, all the stuff that kings usually keep on them, you know, to kind of, you know, make sure that everybody knows they're super rich and stuff. Um, okay, um, okay, so ooh, that's good. You intentionally deceive or refuse your uh, to help your keeper, leading to their demise. Uh, what took uh, what uh took place, and why did it act in that way? Ooh, okay, so, okay, so what, this is perfect. So what happens is, I imagine this, this, this huge castle, um, is, is in the highest tower, is, you know, is the hardest to get to because, you know, not the king's bedroom, you know, um, you know, it's got this, it's like one of those, um, man the iron mask style, uh, things where they live, but that's where the king lives because it's the hardest to get to, you know, there's a sheer one, like 200 foot, uh, you know, stone up the side. Nobody could be able to climb to these windows and he's got a balcony out there. So, like, she's out there, you know, kind of getting things ready. Ready, um, you know, uh, and she and she brought like uh, I would say she probably brought a rope for her. You know, she's gonna she's gonna try and, and, and go down like a three hundred foot rope. Uh, you know, not a rope. She somehow got it up here, probably wrapped around her inside of her thing. So she's kind of in her kind of you know probably like leather armor now that she was hidden underneath of it, and she's kind of getting ready. Um, when when uh you know the ki- the king wakes up because uh, the thing knew it only put him to sleep for a little bit, and he kind of wakes up, um, and. You know, and then she's kind of, um, you know, out there, and the king sees He's like, "Well, what is this? Whoa, what's going on?" You know, when he gets mad, and and he sees, um, you know, with the harp in her hands, um, you know, kind of like getting it hooked on herself, and he, and the king begins to pant. He looks like there's fear in his eyes because um, he knows what it is. Um, immediately, she uh, Alice is like, "Well, I got, I got, I got, I'll play something and just put him back to sleep and make him forget." So she begins to play. But the, uh, but instead of playing something soothing that she thinks she's playing, she plays something that enrages the king, makes him enchants him to a, a frothing rage. His eyes turn to madness, and he he charges her. Um, and and uh, not expecting it, she's not able to get out of the way, and they collide, and they go toppling over the balcony, fall two hundred feet into the fast uh flowing uh uh black river as they call it because it goes through uh you know uh the the blacks uh, uh castle um you know plunging uh in into the the very frigid waters below both uh uh dying upon impact um and then the the if the, the, the harp floats away down the river. Okay, so so that's what happens in the first act. So after, uh, so, so now we got a time of, we got to see how long it will, um, you know. Oh, proceed, do not stop to rest. So no time at all. So, uh, so, okay, if you have already chosen two keepers, okay, so choose the amount of time you must wait till the next keeper arrives. Follow this chosen instruction. So no time at all. So, all right, so yeah. So basically, um, as that hit the water and they both kind of flow on, this flows uh, over to, uh, you know, probably, you know, a, a couple miles down the stream, uh, when it lands on a bank, embankment, um, and the, their bodies, uh, keep floating down. Um, you know, it's still the middle of the night and, uh, you know, so nobody's around. And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's what happens. So it's, the it, it's sort of the, the, the harp is sitting on like a sandy embankment. Uh, hmm. okay. So let's go, uh, on to Act 2, a time for glory. Okay, interesting here. Okay. So, uh, choose a keeper from below and resolve the following uh, process. So, so yeah. So let's do another D4. And so that's Part 1. So I'll put this over here and then we'll, I'll use a new piece of paper for Part 2. So we want to get uh, ooh a monster hunter. Uh, they are sharp, fearless, Um, And impossibly strong. Interesting here. Okay. So, so yeah. So, uh, does it describe the Keeper and your acquisition? Obviously, it was on the sandy uh, shore. uh, And uh, it just so happens that, uh, you know, a monster Mm -hmm. hunter, uh, you know, went, uh, you know, over uh, to to, to, to probably after um, slaying some awful beast. Um, that he'd been tracking for, like, close to probably two weeks, um, you know, and, and slayed it, um, you know, a ho- some horrible kind of, uh, let's, say, uh, he was, uh, let's say he was, let's say he was some type of, like, vampire, or like werewolf, some type of, like, beast that preys on human beings, and he's been tracking, and he finally killed it um, you know, um, with his, with his blade and he's coming over the water, you know, just basically washed like this awful blood off the blade because he knows it's, it's corrosive and acidic. Um, you know, it won't hurt his sword right away, but it left on there. It's gonna, you know, he's like, oh, it's gonna, you know, corrode the blade and then I'll have to get a new blade and that will cut into my money. So like he's washing it in the, in the, in the water. Um, and then he notices sitting down by his feet, this, this beautiful harp and he picks it up, you know? So, Answered so let's answer the keeper. So we found out how he found it. Let's just choose his name. So, so this is this is uh, this is act two, a time for glory. So, so we have to answer the keeper question. So, um, describe uh, so uh, uh to the describe the highly competitive guild they belong to. Oh, okay. So, the highly competitive guild. Okay, so this so the guild is uh, uh, it's it's uh, let's see. And it's not Monster Hunters of America, uh, but let's see here. It could be, uh, uh guild, guild. Let, let let's just like it's it's it, it's 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 guild, uh, uh guild, guild, guild Bracken cause the, one of the founding members was uh was was named Bracken but everybody just calls it like the guild. Everyone we say the guild they know what you you mean or they or they call them, uh you know the the hunters. Uh you know they you know they they hunt monsters um you know various nasty creatures and things and oh my goodness somebody keeps on messaging me and I am can't you don't you know don't you know that uh I am you know busy right now uh so yeah so uh yeah so they call them the hunters they kill um you know uh monsters of various sorts uh you know mainly ones that prey on human beings and things like that uh and, and nasty creatures and things like that but the guild they belong to is you know it is it, let's say it's comprised of probably a, like a couple hundred uh like veteran monster hunters uh you know and they're they're all about kind of getting uh getting 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 payment it works on it works on a payment plan of um you know uh the monster hunter uh you know they're kind of all set independent contractors so to speak um when they take jobs they get uh they get 70% and like 30% of any type of profits or like how we would the contract it goes immediately back to the guild. Um, those are for those are for master uh, hunters. Uh for, uh for for lower hunters, uh, so they got like a hundred of hundred, hundred master hunters, or like a couple hundred master hunters, but they have like more um, people up and coming. This dangerous work not a lot of people last that long. Um it 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 kind of reverses um when you're kind of an apprentice hunter it's a 30 70 the guild gets 70% of this and 30% and you get 30% um and how you achieve like a kind of master um uh of ranking is uh basically uh you there there's some type of I imagine there's a council that goes through these type of things and like kind of uh kind of moves you you up the ranks uh, you have to uh, be with the guild for so many years. So let's say, so you have to be with the guild so many years. You have to have taken on so many so many uh, contracts um, and you have to have accumulated, um, you know, so, uh, so much money. Uh, or you have to have done some type of great, uh, a great deed or a great uh, great deed, which is a great kill, basically. So, you know, you kill like the, the vampire lord or, you know, you, 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 uh, you know, bested some type of horrible amphibious, amphibious beast or something like that. Um, and you know, that's what happened. I would say, and my character's name is probably, uh, you know, let's just call him like his, uh, you know, they call him, uh, Dan, Dan they call him Daniel Forefinger. Um, you know, because he's missing uh, one of his fingers cause it got, it got bitten off. Uh well, no, it got bitten uh by some type of uh it was going to infect him with with what they call the ink sickness and turn him into uh a shadow and he ended up chopping off his own finger before it could take effect, so you know he's got you know the, he's got the pinky uh through like kind of the middle finger and the pointer finger's gone, but he's got the thumb on his left hand so he so yeah. So that is uh, kind of, you know, what, what the guild looks like, and they hunt monsters around, you know, they charge a fees like that and stuff, because um, mainly, like, the, the, the kingdom ain't gonna, you know, they don't care about, you know, some person going killing these things, you know, it's, you know, sometimes they'll send some troops out and things, but, you know, to track a, you know, monster that's been ravaging the countryside, you know, they're not gonna, they're not gonna send a bunch of troops out to deal with that, you know, they got bigger things to deal with. Um so there's, so yeah, that also sends to kind of you know even at the height of this thing, because uh, Lord Castor was like kind of looking out at the kingdoms and all outward focus inside the kingdom, there is like this this rot and this decay of him not uh, kind of looking in and kind of what's going on. So like you know he's neglecting his populace, the monsters are running wild, and so the guild flourishes because of this. Uh, how were they used to defeat a legendary beast? Ooh, okay, okay, hmm, interesting. So yeah, so. So after killing this, um, he takes this, and he's like, wow, this is amazing. Hmm. This is an amazing thing. And he begins to play it, and he realizes they can talk to him. And he's like, this is, you know, um, and it, um it lies to him you know it says that you know it was uh you know it was it it, it was you know it was it was left here and it's been left here for millennia and you know it it just had kind of washed up you know from times before and it tells this whole story about you know how it was um you know used uh you know uh, previously by the elven lords and all this stuff all of it's a lie um and he's like wow you know and And, you know, he's like, well, you know, maybe I can get a a pretty penny for you or sell you something. He's like, no, 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 no. You, you have been, you have been chosen. You, 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 you are uh, the foretold master. Uh, You know, you will do great things, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And it begins to tell him these things in his mind that he's a, he's a a great hunter and things, you know, as he's playing. Because you have to play it to kind of, it's like, wow, you know, and so. He so he goes back to the Hunters Guild after after dispatching this thing, um, you know, and gives basically collects the money, pays up, you know, gets his time and he's getting a little bit older. He's probably like kind of like mid thirties. Um, you know, for a monster hunting business that's pretty old, you know, and he's kinda of thinking about retiring and you know, and uh the harp is like, Well, you know, we could, you know, do one last, you know, big big kill basically to to kind of, you know, earned you a good retirement and it's like, well, I could, you know, it's a, a kind of a good idea. Um, and you know, there's, this one contract, um, you know, has been going, on around um and it, you know and uh you know it's been going on for some time um and and the, the hunters that went after it and tried to um defeat this person have um have, have not come back or you know they have failed and so like there's the, the amount of money that's that's wanting to be paid for this um is uh enormous uh because how the contract system works, is you, you pay um you know the the hunter to uh, so, how the contracts work for the guild is you pay the hunter, uh, to, 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 do the job. When the job is done, um, you know, you pay 50% up front and if the job gets done, you get the other 50%. But if, like, the hunter dies or the, uh, the, the, the hunter is able to complete it for some reason or, like, quits or something like that, um, the 50% of the money stays on the contract at the guild house. Um, and that just encourages more people. So lots of people going after this um, because uh, this person they they refer to as as uh, let's say they refer to him as uh, they refer to him as the man um, because he looks just like a man, but he's not a man at all. He's he's something else, um, you know. And he, he, they think he's some type of like vampire maybe or something. Nobody's quite sure what's going on, but lots of villages or cities or people, even some of the nobility, have put out enormous amounts of money on this. Um, uh, you know, putting out more contracts on this 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 person, uh, and you know, no one's able to been able to uh, um, you know find this this man or, or kill it. So they say the, the Daniel convinces that we should ta- they should take this, and he's like, "Hi, oh, this is a really bad idea." But you know, through kind of uh, you know, it's it's a use of uh, you know, it's manipulation. Convince him it's a great idea. Let's go after this man. Um uh so uh they travel far to the, the east where the last sighting of the man was they they you know do the regular investigations finding out like who's around uh you know what the story is that and they're seeing uh that you know basically trying to track where this guy is Uh, and after like about, you know, a couple months of of tracking, um, and, uh, and, and using the harp because the harp is amazing because people who don't want to talk all of a sudden are willing to talk when the harp's around and and playing the music. It's just this amazing thing. They find that, um, you know, uh, the man has been seen in the small kind of, uh, hamlet, uh, lately he's been kind of living at. Um, so he goes out there, um, and, uh, you know, goes out to the, the 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 this the small hamlet uh, where he's supposed to be, and there's and you know the people there. Something seems a bit odd about them, um, you know. Uh, and uh, so, what happens in all of this? Uh, let's see. What happens in all of this is uh, this one guy comes out, and he's you know he's an old man, but he he looks old, but he but he doesn't move like an old man. Um and he tells it like this is my you know home and all these people are my friends who are willing to fight to the death for me and then all of a sudden he sees everybody in the town is armed uh you know uh with various like farm movements and things um and they all kind of you know uh turn on him you know and there's about a hundred people in this town kids too um and the the man is using some type of uh, manipulation with his voice to be able to control these people uh you know and that's why he's never really be be captured because you know he he. he and he actually tries to control uh the uh Daniel's mind but you know Daniel's a hunter so he kind of knows about these things so he's able to shake it off a little bit but he's still kind of confused and you know and and you know just out of sorts um and he's about to be kind of uh, basically beat to death and killed by these townsfolk um when he pulls the harp and begins to play and immediately his head clears and immediately um he starts playing and everyone else in the town begins to clear up um and the man looks absolutely terrified um uh and for some reason you know he has this look on his face where he knows what that harp is um and he and, and, and it's like he knows. Um, his time has come to an end, uh, because he, they begin to play and immediately everybody in the town turns on the man, um, and they basically take him to the middle of the town and he's screaming and trying to, uh, you know, influence them, but it's not working as he plays. And as Daniel's playing this, they, they, they make a bonfire and they, and they burn him at the stake alive. Um, uh, but, you know, he, he isn't a man because his skin kind of bubbles and pops and it explodes, um, you know, and there's not a skeleton underneath. It was almost like some kind of insect. You know, and he dies, you know, while he's, while Daniel's kind of playing this song, you know, and, and, you know, and the townsfolk are kind of, you know, cheering because they realize what's done with them, you know, and so he inherits, you know, after this, you know, he he brings the body back in proof, you know, along with some townsfolk and he, he makes it, he gets all the, all the money, you know. Uh, and, you know, more than enough money, enough to retire a hundred times on. Uh, he, he gets all this, this wealth coming in, uh, you know, and he, he is, uh, elevated because of this to, uh, a position of in the council. Because they're actually having one of the members, um, who is getting actually really, really old retire and he's, you know, just old and wants to, you know, go visit with his great-grandkids at the villa and doesn't want to, you know, do this monster-hunting garbage anymore. Um, so they elevate him to one position back. He's super rich. He doesn't actually have to do that anymore. Um, so yeah, so now, um, so choose from one of the tables, the 29 or 30. So, victories and valor. So, so, uh, da-da-da, great, so long-standing feud. Okay. Okay, so... Uh, choose an option below. Um, these are valiant acts, vanquish evil, and inspire maneuvers. Uh, answer one question and change something. So, change the trait, a physical appearance of your item, uh, uh, um, question. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah. So, I'm going to say that um, a part of the item, this is actually really good. So, uh, it's copper string snaps. Like at the last note, as he's, as he's strumming it, as there's this horrible scream as, um, you know, its body like is consumed in flames. He hits it and the string snaps. Um, uh, because the, the instrument, uh, uh, it's, it's small at first, but it becomes to realize, uh, that it, it, that it, uh, that, you know, it likes to, you know, doesn't like to soothe people it you know it likes to lie but also up until this point didn't know it but it enjoys hurting people it likes it likes to hurt people you know it's it's this little little feeling as he's playing it that it kind of i i I like this i i i enjoy what i'm doing here I, i like watching him burn and hurt and i like being a part of it uh, so, uh, so let's answer, uh, let's answer one of the questions, so, okay, uh, yeah, so a stronghold of great importance, uh, was attacked by a monster's horde, how did the people drive off the fearsome assailants? Okay, keeper defeated their sworn bit rival in the duel. No, a great warrior was trapped in an impossible tall tower. Mm, alongside in a feud. No, a mythical beast stood watch over your ancient treasure. Uh, keeper overcame them. Mm, keeper uncovered an insidious conspiracy, uh, the people's ruling class with the help of expose their devious scheme. What was this? Oh, an insidious conspiracy. Ah, uh uh-huh. mm. So, yeah, so, uh, something below, answer the question. Choose something below. Okay, so, um, so, yeah, so I would say, uh, so, I would say that, uh, in a serious conspiracy in their people's ruling class, uh, with the help of the, with the help they expose their devious power scheme, what was the price for speaking truth to power? So, after this, um, after this great, Thing um, there seems to be some turmoil in the kingdom as 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 the king has gone missing, um, and it, it, you know and right about this time that he is being elevated, they find the king's missing. No one knows what happened to him. this was kind of internal power struggle, um, uh, and th- and you know things like that. Uh, and the harp you know tells him that you know of of, of, of kind of you know uh, of you know what happened in uh, you know the kingdom. You know how could it know that? And it kind of it it, it kind of. You know, it, it lies to them about this, um, you know, uh, and, you know, basically, uh, during this time of kind of in great upheaval and things, um, some more nefarious parts of the Black family have kind of assumed power and they're vying for power. Um, and one of them, uh, uh, you know, is, let's say his name is uh, Anton, Anton Black. Um, you know, he is uh one of the uh the black family uh who is more of a uh, militant uh you know more uh for wars and things like that uh more of kind of uh, less uh, manipulative than his father and more or less goes break some heads so uh convinces um you know uh you know basically there, there is some kind of, uh, uh, a conspiracy of, of, you know, him, uh, so, so let's uh, go back. So, 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 so basically when he is, uh, enacted to this, um, you know, council, uh, Daniel is, he has to, uh, basically to get kind of the contracts and things and be, uh, organized. with the kingdom, he has, uh, to be authorized by, you know, uh, you know, basically like a higher up official in the court, um, and things like that. Um, you know, so he has to go to these like meetings and like respond to questions and things, you know, to make sure they're on the up and up because, you know, you don't want 200 heavily armed, uh, you know, hunters lying around that could do a lot of, you know, other things like assassinate people and things like that. Cause these hunters are very dangerous folks. So he goes there and they're talking to, um, one of the high uh, people. Um, and he's always has the, the harp with him now, um, you know, and he has to 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 speak to the uh, the person in private because the harp wants him to. So he goes, you know, there to talk to him, and you know, pulls at the harp and the harp, and he uses that to find out that uh, you know Anton is is like in it with this guy and some other people to plot this kind of overthrow of you know the legitimate heirs to the throne uh, by bringing in um, a lot of people from kind of the east, uh, you know uh to the kingdom and basically having a coup um and like killing off some other members and other things like that and like this this is going to be happening kind of uh you know a couple days from now and so he finds this out and it's going to it's going to be a bloodbath and king will be thrown into kind of kind of you know ruin he's no what's going to happen so um you know uh so the uh the the so what he does uh is the harp convincing that well this guy he he knows too much we have to kill him um and you know convinces him that like you know he has to do it so uh literally Daniel chokes the man to death um and kills him kind of in a, a small room at uh, the, uh you know the, the guild hall um stuffs his body in a closet then rides out to the kingdom um and, you know, and immediately, um, you know, request an audience with, uh, the, the various kind of, uh, nobility and things that are in the court and things like that. Um, you know, he's granted it because, you know, he just did the great thing and, you know, he's like, he's, he's, it, things are going around. It hasn't reached out to the peasantry yet, but the, the nobility and, and everybody in the court knows that he's like this kind of, you know, to be local legend, basically, because he killed this this person nobody else could kill. So they're like, oh, of course we'll have you in. You know, it's, it's always good to, you know, to, to, to hang out with people like that. It kind of boosts your stuff like that. So he meets with everybody, um, including Anton, and at the time he pulls out the harp, um, who everybody, who know that it was his father's harp, and they're like, what in the world? And he begins to play this song and expose Anton and everybody else at the court who was involved in this scheme and that what's going to happen, um, and uh, because the, and, and and he's, and he's like, yeah, and, and, and like kind of sets everyone else up against this, um, you know, and, 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 uh, Daniel knows that by doing this, he's going to be in big trouble. So he, uh, flees, uh, and, you know, he's basically on the run now, um, with the harp, he can easily like manipulate people, um, you know, and, and, and things like that. And so, you know, he, you know, just he, he it's easy to kind of evade the authorities um but he's like sleeping in barns sleeping in caves, trying to get away from everybody um and as this happens like he realizes that the whole kingdom has like gone to this complete and utter civil war. Like lines are drawn, Anton brings his people and he stopped nothing. He just accelerated it. And now there's bloodbath, there's blood running in the streets. Um, you know, armies against each other, and it's this awful, horrible civil war that's happening. Um and he's in a he's like he's living in a barn sometime. Um and he says, uh you know, like, what, what's, like, what's, 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 you know, like playing this instrument? He's like, what's, what's going on? You know, like, why did, you know, why'd you do that? And, and the, kind of the harp, like, like, is like laughing and is saying, like, I, like, I knew this would happen. This I wanted to happen because I wanted to see, you know, the people of this kingdom, you know, um, you know, to, to hurt, you know, to, to, I wanted them to, to feel, you know, to feel pain. And it's like, well, why did you want this? Like, because I, because I enjoy it. Uh and, like, and all of a sudden, like Daniel knows that, like, oh no, like I've been had by this thing, you know, it didn't bring me to the thing to expose truth to power. It did this um fully well know that there would be this awful civil war by exposing all this, um putting everything out in the open when possibly there could have been some coup, but it could have maintained some stability in the kingdom and and he realizes that you know a lot of what he's been doing is been you know at the behest of this thing so he says that you know okay I'm, you know it's it's time for bed um you know let's get some rest you know he plays a nice song for himself to get him nice and sleep sleepy um and he says he's like okay well i'll put you in my sack um you know and he's like in case in case something happens to me i'm gonna put you under uh you know this hay over here um you know don't say anything you know i'm gonna be right down next to you and like it's like okay and he puts it down the hay waits a couple minutes and then he leaves uh, never to return again, it sits underneath a sack of hay in a barn um because he realizes that this thing is bad, and he just and all the mistakes he's made um he does have some money and so he, and the kingdom is in ruins, so he's gonna take the opportunity to flee um you know his reputation in tatters you know the guild is kind of you know split in half, and you know soon they'll be drawn into it too, and everything is is going bad um so yeah so uh. So, legendary. Okay, so yeah, and also like, it, it, the legendary thing about this is that, uh, uh, you know, it was, you know, it's said that, uh, you know, this moment, like, it's like, you know, see, it's like, you know, Caesar bringing troops into Rome or something. It's like, it's, a, it's it's you know, it's like the, the Archduke shot. shots, like the thing that started kind of this long, awful war, uh, you know, that happened. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, so, uh, so yeah, so now it's in a barn, let's do another, uh, keeper. Okay. So, I mean, what are we at? Uh, ooh, we're already at an hour. Yeah, this is actually getting really good. So, uh, so yeah, so we'll cut it here for right now, um, and then, um, we'll do a part two, and part two will kind of get off in the second time of, uh, what's going to happen. Um you know, for kind of who's going to find this next, because, yeah, it's, you know, the, the, the instrument has only three strings left, gold, silver, and platinum, um, and it's sitting, uh, you know, in a sack under some hay in it, like, probably an abandoned barn at some village. So, yeah, so I'm really liking this. I'm really, really liking this. This is really cool. So, uh, you know, we'll see you back in part two um, for kind of resolving of, like, where where the story's going to go. All right, have a good, you know, day, evening, night, or wherever you listen to this. Alright, see you later folks.